RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour, episode 95. We are live. I'm your host, Tim Loy. I'm joined by my co-host, Justin Watson. Greg Hopkins along for the ride as well. It was a good week for us in our picks. Everyone comes out in the black. We will recap everything that went down in a very busy week of MMA. We had two Bellator shows. We had the last uh, the last ever UFC on Fox show. We're going to recap all that action. And uh, man, that's about it. It's Christmas time. We're uh, we're, we're kind of calling it. Uh, we're kind of calling it an early night, probably this evening. Uh, I know we promised a deep dive. We've dropped the ball yet again. But I just want to do it justice. Is what I keep saying. I I, I don't want to do it and half ass it. It suck. I want it to be awesome, and I think it can be. I just need freaking time in my life. Uh, Justin, how's your week been, man? It was uh, you were you were the, the you were the hot hand uh, this week with the picks. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm just getting back from from a little vacation. I stayed up there for a couple extra days this week, so I'm just getting back home and getting settled in here before you take Christmas vacation. Yep, <laughs> living the living the fucking dream. Greg, what's happening, man? You staying warm down there? No, I'm actually getting the cold because I've been working my ass off while he's on vacation, enjoying wherever he was. I've been working outside; it's freezing. I'm catching a cold down here in Chattanooga. Did things turn around for you uh, with the books this week? I hope I know they did on the uh, podcast picks. How about uh, out there in the real world? Was it was it better? Oh, in the real world, absolutely, it was awesome. Uh, a couple picks I had. Uh, went good. I'm sitting here looking because we there were so many fights over the weekend, and I'm looking at all my picks right now. And I was trying to check uh, the Bellator card for uh, 213. And uh, well, I had a put a pretty hefty wager on Leota Machida uh, at the end of the night, and I thought that you know I thought that you know what, why not just go ahead and throw everything on that main event for the evening, and uh, came out a winner there too. Hey, I did the same thing. I, I hammered uh, Machida uh, at the last minute and uh, had to sweat it, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but, but it came out good. We'll go ahead and jump into the recaps here. We started off Friday night with Bellator 212. Uh, both, uh, both Bellators actually went down in Hawaii, so that was a, 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 big, uh, a big deal out there. Sounds like uh, they, were, they were great events. Uh, good vibes out there. Uh, we started the main card off with uh, an upset. Uh, Sam Cecilia takes a split decision over Derek Campos. Uh, all of us laid off of that here. I, I was real close uh, to parlaying Campos in there with uh, with McKee and uh, with Chandler. And at the last minute, I held off. And thank God I did because I, I dodged a bullet. Sam Cecilia comes out there and, uh, man, he hit him really hard uh, early. Had him hurt. Um, you know, Campos was able to get some takedowns and make it a close fight, but I can't argue the split decision win for Cecilia. Uh, Juliana Velasquez uh, gets a split decision as well uh, over Alejandra Lara. That was a closely contested fight. Uh, I had Velasquez in a parlay there to hit AJ McKee, get an Anaconda choke mission pretty quick and easy over Daniel Crawford. Uh, Moves on to 13-0. Big big favorite. Uh, Cash is easy there. Um, And then uh, we had uh, Javier Ayala 
uh, come with uh, a, a submission to strikes, actually, in the second round over Frank Mir. Uh, he was a very slight favorite that I that I took on our podcast picks. <laughs> but in uh, in the real world, at the last minute, I swerved and I took Mir and I lost. Uh, that one that one kind of sucked. And then, of course, Michael Chandler gets a uh, pretty dominant uh, decision over five rounds over Brent Primus uh, to regain his uh, 155 Bellator World Championship. Um, guys, uh, the only the only one to have any action in our pigs panel was myself, and I came out uh, unscathed. Had uh, Javier Ayala, and uh, he he won five units for me. Uh, and then I had a parlay with the big favorites, uh, Chandler uh, Velasquez, and AJ uh, had ten units on that one. So um, I cleared eleven point eight five units on Friday night. Uh, even though you guys didn't play, you guys watched the fights. Justin, uh, your overall, uh, who's the biggest winner on the night? I think the biggest winner was probably Brent Premis. Uh, I, I think he made a good showing of himself. I mean, you know, like we said, Michael Chandler's one of the best in the world. That's not in the UFC. And you know, Brent Primus showed that he can actually fight. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily a fluke the first time. I think Chandler handled him pretty well, but you know, I, th- I think Primus made a very good showing for himself. Um, the worst worst part about the night, I guess, was Frank Mir. You know, seeing his daughter in his corner and then him tapping out like that. Uh, that was that was kind of rough. Yeah, that was rough, man. And I really thought Mir was going to get it, to tell you the truth. I thought, I really thought uh, uh, that he was dialed in. He looked like he was in good shape. I thought maybe having his daughter in his corner would be that extra motivation, kind of push him over the top. But uh, it wasn't to be. Greg, your biggest winner, biggest loser on the night? Biggest winner of 212. Of 212, Friday night show. Chandler, I would have to say, uh, you know, the biggest winner probably getting his title back, avenging that loss. Uh, and, and and also Sam Cecilia, you know, that's uh, him knocking off Compost is, is going to get him probably a, a, a decent name next. I, I guess uh, my, uh, the winner would have to be fucking America, wouldn't it? <laughs> Wasn't it though? Because held, and then the next week you had a another big event for Bellator. Where was it at? It was in fucking America, Hawaii. But it was that's still badass though, man. Hawaii, that was pretty cool too. But uh, biggest loser for the night, I think, was uh, Frank Mir as well. I mean, and me and you discussed it. I wanted to ask you that before we got too deep into it. What made you at the last minute change your mind on belt on 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 a uh, Frank Mir? Was it the weigh-in? Did you see how jacked he looked and how good yeah he looked? You- yeah yeah that was pretty much it. I saw him at weigh-ins. He looked like he was in great shape. He looked like he was dialed in, and I was like, man, he's just got. He, he looks like you know he, he's in he's in great condition, and I and I I knew that he I I feel like he's the more talented uh, MMA fighter. I think he's got like I said more avenues to win. You know, you and I were talking about it and uh, before, and uh, you said you know he's. He, he always has more ways to win. He's a, he's, or maybe it was Justin I was talking to, but it, it's the truth. I mean, he's one, he's super skilled. He's a black belt, super experienced, but that chin's just gone now, you know? And I guess when it's gone, it's gone. That's, that's, I, I, said, I said that jaw turned to glass here in the recent years. And I said, but it's weird. Like we said, every time we count him out, he just comes back. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like there's times like, fading bad like this time i wanted to but i was like i'm not going to and then when he showed up at the weigh-ins it made my mind up i said i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna pass on this book and then bam i was like whoa okay Shit. Was, i mean i don't wild. necessarily think that ayala is an elite fighter no i don't i don't either but i mean that's pretty nice to have on your resume oh yeah yeah no doubt 
That brought us into Bellator 213, same place, uh, Hawaii. This one switched over to DAZN. I was watching the UFC card, and when I tried to switch over to DAZN, I wasn't able to catch this one live. I've seen some highlights, but I wasn't able to actually take it in uh, as it happened. Uh, but we'll go over it anyway here. Uh, of course, uh, you know, this was uh, another uh, card that, that was stacked. You know, they had a whole lot of, uh, of big fights on this one, including including uh, a fight that was in the the uh, Grand Prix for the welterweights. You know, that was uh, two undefeated guys going at it uh, in uh, Gracie uh, taking on Ed Ruth. And, uh, you know, that was uh, that was the fight that uh, that I was looking forward to the most coming into it. Uh, we had uh, Neiman Gracie and uh, pulling the upset. Ruth had uh, <clears throat> was like four to one, uh, real near four to one uh, and get submitted with a rear naked choke <clears throat> in the fourth round. So Neiman Gracie advances uh, to nine and zero, and he advances in that Grand Prix tournament. Uh, and Justin was able to take advantage uh, of uh, of Gracie there as he went five units and got him plus three ten, which was uh, which was a nice a nice shot. Um, we also had uh, another upset that a few of us called that I was pretty pleased with. Liam McGeary third round TKO win over Muhammad Lawal at nearly uh, two to one. He was plus 190. Uh, Liam McGeary, I went two units on him. Greg, he went three units on him. Justin went five units on him, so we all cleaned up on that one, too. That was nice. Uh, Leota Machida gets a split decision win over Rafael Carvio, and uh, that one was one that, uh, another one that that, that we all went uh, pretty pretty big on. Well, I guess uh, Justin didn't go on that one, but but Greg went 10, and, uh, and I went five, and so we got that one. And then, of course, uh, the main event Alimale McFarlane gets a uh, third round triangle choke submission win to retain her flyweight championship over the Canadian Valerie Letourneau and uh, McFarlane gets to 9-0 and there. She's tough, man. Um, I laid off of that one and um, and uh, Justin, actually, that was one of his few losses the weekend. He went with Letourneau. Uh, Justin, biggest winner, biggest loser on this night. It wasn't us because uh, we, we all uh, came out to the good. <laughs> Uh, biggest winner would be Hawaii, uh, Lee Malay McFarlane, and uh, Neiman Gracie. Uh, like you said, Neiman Gracie was a 3-1 to underdog. Nobody really gave him a shot going into this fight. I'm not sure why. Uh, I kind of thought, I thought that the styles played into to Neiman's game perfectly um, and kind of you know went the way I, I expected it to. It was a good fight. Uh, it's cool that they're going five rounds on all these uh, all these tournament fights. Um, I guess because the belt's, you know, in the tournament too. Um, so that one ended up, you know, being in the fourth round. Leota scared me. Um, you know, I, I didn't play on that. I was was kind of worried about him uh, making the transition. And, and Carvalho's, you know, tough tough dude. So um, I stayed away from that one. Uh, King Mo was, was definitely the biggest loser of the night. I guess he's probably going to have to drop down to 85 now. Um but Liam McGeary looked good too. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'd have to say uh, that the uh, you know the biggest winner. I, I like that that answer. Hawaii uh, Gracie though, you know, it knocks off Ruth, who's a guy that Bellator has pushed you know really hard. I think he's going to be a threat in this uh, in this tournament now. I think he, whoever came out of this fight was had, had a good argument, uh, you know, to win the whole thing. Also, yeah, I got to agree with you that King Mo is probably the biggest loser because man. 
you know, yeah, you're right. I think he's got to go to 85 now. Otherwise, there's just not, he's becoming, you know, slightly irrelevant, maybe. Greg, your opinion, biggest winner, biggest loser? Yeah, I agree. Biggest loser, and that was King Mo. That was an awful display of whatever the hell you want to call it. But, uh, I mean, it's just like we said last week, I, it's not that I don't like King Mo. It's just anybody he fights, I'll fight him against him just because he keeps fighting with these higher caliber fighters. And he's not a fighter, he's just a brawler, and he's out of his prime. And he's, he's done. Biggest winner of the night had to have been, uh, I guess, Neiman Gracie. And uh, I enjoyed that right there, that, that underdog win right there. That was pretty cool. Like I said, I put a lot of a lot on Machida in the real world and turned around and put it on a, a hometown girl. What's her name? I can't Lima. Yeah, Lima Lemmy. Yeah, I can't pronounce her, her name, her Hawaiian name, but yeah, in Hawaii was a bigger winner too. Yeah, I think that was uh, a real good showing for uh, Hawaii. Hopefully they get some more shows. Uh, Bellator kind of beat the UFC out there. I think they kind of took advantage of a, a real good opportunity uh, <clears throat> for an area that has been, you know, kind of starved uh, for, for big events. <clears throat> so a big weekend out there. Uh, of course, that same night we had the UFC on uh, Fox, and it was the last, uh, the last ever UFC on Fox uh, as they are getting ready to move over to ESPN. We had a big uh, rematch in the main event. Al Iaquinta taking on the Motown phenom, Kevin Lee. First one was won by Al Iaquinta. Al gets this one again um, in a uh, really, really close fight. I, I was maybe a little surprised that he got it, to tell you the truth. Uh, we'll, we'll start it off, though, uh, with the prelims on, uh, on uh, Fight Pass. Juan Adams, probably the biggest favorite on the night. Man, he uh, he did, he he didn't make it look really easy. He gets a third round uh, TKO over Chris De La Rocha and uh, moves to five and zero. He's still very green, very raw. Um, Mike Rodriguez, uh, the underdog that a few of us uh, bid on, gets a first round TKO. Needed the body, then punches over Adam Milstead. Dan Ige uh, wins a three round unanimous decision over Jordan Griffin. That one cashes for Greg. Uh, Zach Cummings wins unanimous decision over Trevor Smith. Um, I believe Cummings uh, helped on a parlay for Justin. Uh, on that was uh, that was it for the fight pass uh, portion. Anything stand out on this fight pass portion? Uh, Justin, uh, to you, anybody to keep an eye on? Just kind of the same old fair. Um, I think I think too slow. Mike Rodriguez is uh, somebody to, to keep your eye on. You know, I, I picked him, him and Zach Cummins in this, and and pulled it off. He was the underdog, um, but I think that he made a good count for himself this weekend. Yeah, yeah, that was a good win. And Milstead said he would retire if he lost, so I guess he's gonna. I guess he's done after that. Um, we'll see. Uh, and like I said, one Adams big favorite, but man, that they're gonna have to match him right still because he's a big hulking dude, but he's pretty slow. Um, at uh, he's pretty slow even as a heavyweight, and kind of and he gassed a little bit there, uh, beating the shit out of him early. Uh, on to Fox Sports uh, one prelims. It was a big prelim card because it was only a four fight main card. Uh, Jack Hermanson wins a first round guillotine choke over our guy, GM3 Gerald Mearshart. That one was a loss for all of us. Um, and uh, rough outing there for Gerald. Uh, Jack looked really good. And uh, I would not have sub- uh, predicted a submission there uh, on Jack's part. Uh, Joaquin Silva gets third round <laughs> TKO over Jared Gordon in a fight that he was probably losing up to that point. I just know I didn't get to watch most of that fight, but I, I had Jared 
Jared Gordon on DraftKings, and I saw that he scored like 91 points, and so I just assumed he had won. And then I saw he lost. I was like, that's like freaking great points for a loser, <laughs> you know? So I assume uh, he had to come uh, come from behind. Uh, Dracar Close uh, gets the unanimous decision win over Bobby Green and climbs to 10-1. and one. And uh, I believe Justin uh, had him involved in a parlay and, uh, and cash is there. Zach Otto gets a split decision win over Dwight Grant. That was a killer for uh, my panelists here as they both had Grant, I believe, heavily in some parlays. Um, and that was uh, that was the uh, that was the uh, prelims. Uh, Greg, uh, your thoughts on any of those uh, any of those fights uh, stand out to you? Anybody any anybody in, in trouble after their loss? Anybody really elevated with a win? Uh, our mention was impressive. Uh, other than that, uh, Grant was a was an upset right there. But I don't think any either one of those were like the. Uh, highlight or you know upset of the night or anything like that but that's yeah that's all i can see out of those four yeah yeah i would i would uh i, I would agree that was a, that was a, a big win for sure justin your thoughts on uh on the prelim and the rest of the prelims there the joaquin silva knockout was nasty did you see it the highlights of it i saw the yeah i did i saw the highlight man he was you know jordan gordon was out on his feet just kind of slumped over against the cage um that was it was a come from behind when um it was and, yeah yeah and, and zach otah <clears throat> you know i mean uh he came fought a much better fight than i thought he was going to it was a close fight anyway uh, i think it was a split decision yes but um you know i i thought that that grant would you know make some highlights out of him and uh he wasn't able to uh otah was was ready to fight of course, that brought us on to the main card on uh, on, da- on Daddy Fox. Uh, Charles Oliveira makes quick work of Jim Miller. Man, he jobs him out in about a minute and 15 seconds of the rear naked choke. I lose on that one, saying that we would get past a round and a half. Uh, didn't come close. Bad loss for Jim Miller. Rob Font uh, wins a unanimous decision over Sergio Pettis. And uh, not a bad fight. Pettis just was just a note. He was noticeably undersized. I thought Font looked quite a bit bigger and just kept that jab out there. And it was it, it, there was nothing Pettis could really do with him. Uh, Edson Barboza, man, <laughs> I mean, he, 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 that was awesome. That was one of my favorite fights against Daniel Hooker. Hooker took a beating uh, really tough, came out of his corner, even though he was hurt and ends up uh, going down to a body shot uh barboza climbs to 20 and six um man that was that was a that was a lot of toughness shown by hooker and then of course as we mentioned uh, earlier it was al i think uh, getting the unanimous decision win over kevin lee uh close fight lee well you could see was devastated he thought he had it won uh but it wasn't to be uh justin your thoughts on the main car biggest winner biggest loser um, Charles Oliveira looked looked great. He said afterwards that he was going to go to 145. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, you know, he broke the record for most submissions in UFC history with his last one, so this puts him up one more. Um, but it kind of kind of went exactly like I thought. Man, he's just his 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 grappling skills are just top notch. You know, Jim Miller's a black belt too. You know, a legit black belt, and you know, he got a rear naked choke on him. You know, one of the most basic subs you can get um like you said about rob font he was just just too big for pettis you know and just pettis couldn't get around the jab at all couldn't do anything barboza and hooker was was crazy man uh, 
just some nasty leg kicks from Barbosa, like we're kind of used to seeing. Dan Hooker took him, but, you know, I don't know. It was crazy that he, he just kept walking straight forward and, you know, wasn't really getting out of the way of anything. He had his hands down. Barbosa was just blasting him. Hit him with a nice spinning back kick to the liver right there before the end. And then I think it was a uppercut to the ribs that, that finished it off. Um, but Dan Hooker was tough as hell. Um, I didn't really think that, that there was, a, you know, I didn't think that, that there was much of a question going into the decision with I, Quinta, and Lee. I thought that um, I gave I, I gave Kevin Lee either round two or round three. I think it was round two, but um, I had four to one for I, Quinta. I may have been a little bit biased, but um, rounds two and three were close. But um, in one of those rounds, I think that I, Quinta, striking just kind of outdid the little bit of grappling that, that Kevin Lee was able to do couldn't really do much once he got on top. Um, you know, he got in, in one of the rounds he, he had the back and, you know, it was close to getting a choke a couple of times. He obviously won that round, but, um, you know, especially rounds four and five, I thought that, um, uh, I could, you know, kind of took the fight away right there. Greg, your thoughts. Those shots that Hooker was taking repetitively to <clears throat> to his sternum and his abdomen Ooh. over and over, they were just. I felt them. I mean, everybody watching them, I'm sure, was just like, Jesus Christ, can you just stop the fight? Anybody? Like, that was bad. I mean, but he, he took them like a champ and just kept eating them. Uh, biggest winner for the night, in my opinion, was Ali Quinta because, in my opinion, is the most underappreciated and underrated fighter in the UFC and I don't think anybody will disagree with me because he doesn't he honestly don't fight that much he don't fight that much but the fact that you take a, you take a um a fight on 24 hours notice against somebody like I'll say Khabib you know, <laughs> I mean you 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 can you, you take him the distance five rounds and you know something is when I say he's underrated I, I respect the fact that he, he he actually is the only one that I think can call out Conor McGregor really right now, you know, because I think that's the, that that might be one of the fights to make. I mean, because Alan Quinn has never got his, and he got his shot, and he didn't prepare for him. He wasn't ready for him, and even if he was, he would. I don't think he would have won. But I mean, this is somebody I think who's you know was, he, he 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 picked up he he saved the card. He saved the whole UFC card, in my opinion. And I think you give him a payday, let him fight McGregor. Hey, you know, that kind of segs into what I wanted to bring up. And he, he pretty he called out McGregor at the end of that fight. And it's kind of perfect, really, because he's coming off a big win. It's still going to be an opponent that I would have to imagine McGregor's camp will feel pretty good about stylistically because if Al will stand with him, he's not as fast as Connor. And I don't think they have to worry about him, you know, just working Connor on the feet. So uh, that's a fight that I could maybe see coming to fruition. What do you think about that one, Justin? I like that fight a lot. I think it makes perfect sense for, for both parties. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I think it's uh, it's one that they would definitely be able to promote, and both guys would, you know, I will talk, and obviously Connor will talk too. Uh, yeah. So to recap, uh, this is—I've you know, never felt so good coming off of a picks panel, and everyone did great. Honestly, I possibly the best. Yes, j- yes. I'm sorry, I didn't get to tell you who my biggest loser tonight. Oh, that's right. Yeah, who was it? Andrea Lee for not getting a fight, and I know that woman worked hard. Oh. Uh. Family working out, and if she would have got the fight, that'd have been another win in the UFC, in my personal opinion. 
Hey, good call there. I, we didn't mention that. You're right. Andrea Lee, her opponent, Jessica Rose Clark, scratched, um, I guess, the day of the weigh-ins, maybe, or the day before that. Uh, not cleared by the UFC's doctors. I am going to assume it was a weight uh, cutting issue, but yeah, yeah, that definitely, uh, that she was definitely affected, uh, probably the most of anyone on the card, uh, there. I, was, I thought that was noteworthy for this, for this whole podcast. Cause I'm pretty sure we all had, I had, I remember my Lee parlay didn't hit because of that. So I was, uh, my injury, you know, it didn't work out. But yeah, I I actually uh, um, I actually had uh, I actually had Clark, but but I believe Justin had Lee. Uh, I had Mike Rodriguez for three units that I was a winner. I had plus one forty, lost five units back on Gerald Mearshart. Uh, of course, we had a no play on the Jessica Rose Clark and KGB fight. Um, I won uh, five units uh, on the Zach Otto and Dwight Grant fight, going over one and a half rounds. Uh, lost uh, that same uh, lost the five units back um, betting that the Jim Miller fight would go over one and a half and then at the end three units at plus 250 is a is a winner on uh, Al Iaquinta overall when it's uh, when it's all said and done uh, 25.96 unit winner I am on the week which uh, I'm awfully proud of uh, Greg uh, he he wins on Machida he wins on McGeary um, he wins on Dan Ige um, uh, loses on his um, uh, his parlay that had um, that had Kevin uh, Kevin Lee with Michael Chandler and AJ McKee and Dwight Grant uh, dropped three and a half units back there and then lost five units on Kevin Lee still comes out ahead eight point four eight units to the good this week. And then uh, Justin, of course, had the best week of us all. And, uh, of course, he, as we mentioned earlier, he had the five units on Gracie plus 310, uh, dropped five units on Laterno at plus 150, uh, had five-unit winner at plus 190 on Liam McGeary, uh, two-unit parlay win with uh, Mike Rodriguez and Zach Cummings. <clears throat> Dropped five units on Mearshart, uh, got a, a nice little parlay win, uh, five units of even money on, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, that was with KGB. So he actually ended up getting uh, Dracar close straight, but still with a win. Uh, five units, uh, got him back 2.08. Dwight Grant lost five units for him, um, and, and Sergio Pettis lost five units for him, as did a parlay with Pettis, Oliveira, Grant, um, and uh, then, then he turned it around big time and hits uh, an under two and a half rounds on the Dan Hooker fight along with Jim Miller's fight under one and a half rounds. Five unit parlay comes back at 11.75. Goes 10 units, a big play, biggest play of the night for him. 10 units that the main event goes to a decision at plus 185. Indeed it did. Uh, so 18.5 units to the good there. And then three units on Al uh, Iaquinta at plus 250. Got him 7.5. A total of 44.29 units to the good. If you followed Justin this week, man, you crushed it. Uh, so uh, congrats to Justin on a big week. Pat on the pat on the back for Greg and myself still because uh, we, we had good weeks as well. Let me pull up what we where we stand overall now. Uh, if you'll bear with me for just a moment. I had 68.23 units coming into the week. And uh, Greg, uh, coming into the week, he had uh, 38.03. And then uh, Justin, uh, coming into the week, he had uh, 50.78. So uh, we are all on the come up. Uh, Looks like Greg.
Craig now will be at 46.51. Uh, uh, so Greg is almost up to, to even or half of what he began with. I have, uh, looks like 94, uh, 94.14. No, I'm sorry, 94.19 now. Uh, so I'm really close to even. And then Justin has, um, let's see, he has 90. No, I'm sorry. He has 95, um, 95.17. So Justin and I neck and neck, really, where I believe uh, we've got one more um, one more event coming up next week. We will be previewing the end of the year card for the UFC, the return of John Jones. Um, that's going to be a good one. Then, of course, Cyborg and Amanda Nunez as well. Uh, guys, but we're, you know, early thoughts on that card. You guys looking forward to it? Is it a, is it a, uh, a suitable end of the year card? The UFC usually likes to do it up for their their year end show. Yeah, man, I think it's going to be a good card. Um, I'm looking forward to having a full pot to play on it next week. Yes, very good, Greg. You pumped for this one? Is it? Is it? Is it are you up for it? Or are you? Are you whatever? I can't help but feel like I'm the inferior to the group in your voice when you're talking to me. Like, you, Greg, you ready, buddy? What's my What's my stack right now? What's you're at forty. You're at 46.51. You're almost halfway to what Justin and I have. All right. Yeah, I feel, that's what I'm saying. I feel like a little kid in the group right now. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> hey, you, ready? You, re- you ready, buddy? Huh? You ready, <laughs> okay. hey, you ready for this weekend? Yeah, man. This is, this is going to be a really exciting card, and I'm ready for it. So uh, I'm really excited to see Jones come back, and I'm really excited to see what the hell happens this time with him i'm just excited all the way around and gustav so i'm ready for that one and god i for some reason oddly want to lean towards uh amanda nunez in this next upcoming fight that might change in a week's time something might happen during christmas but i don't know but uh <laughs> that's just i'm excited for both of these fights that's, that's, and uh hell i'm just ready for everything in, in the weeks to come we got christmas coming up. my birthday's coming up we got all kinds of stuff i'm excited heck yeah man I'm gonna turn this forty around. Just watch what I do. Are you? Uh, I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. So next week we will uh, we'll begin our our dive into the final UFC card of the year. We will also um, uh, talk about our uh, our our local, if you will, our regional uh, year end uh, awards. Justin and I will come up with, uh, and maybe we'll just kind of hash it out all on air. We'll debate about it if we don't agree. Uh, the for our picks uh, for uh, two. 2018's uh, Amateur Fight of the Year, Pro Fight of the Year. Um, uh, we'll, we'll do Pro Fight of the Year, Amateur Fight of the Year, Event of the Year, and then a Most Improved category, Justin. So uh, put your thinking cap on over the week. We'll talk about uh, some uh, some accolades that we will uh, will give out next week uh, for 2018. We'll, re- we'll preview the UFC, as I said, and then maybe we will get into, uh, maybe we get Nate the Train on here. That's one thing we didn't mention before we go. Nate, the train landwehr, defends his M1 Global Championship in Kazakhstan this past Saturday with a an epic performance. If you haven't gotten a chance to see it, make sure you find that somewhere on the M1 Global uh, platform, wherever that may be, and watch it. Because if, if you haven't seen Nate, the train fight, you will become a fan. Man, this guy may be my favorite fighter. Justin, did you have a chance to see it? Yeah, man. <clears throat> I watched it live. Dude. Nate's just a monster. You just you just can't break him. He's just gonna keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. 
you know, at the end, he's just screaming at his opponent to get up, and I mean, the guy just had just had nothing left, and Nate poured it on at the end and, and finished him. It's almost like these the the M1 guys. It's like they're it's almost like they're trying to get him beat. I think, but he oh, just yeah. but he just won't get beat. And it's yeah. almost like it's almost like they're rolling their eyes in the background. But it's, it's awesome. I it's love gonna it. be it's gonna be really funny. I mean, when he gets in the UFC, his opponent's win loss record is gonna be pretty wild. And you know, and and in you know top level competition, um, you know, at a, at a high organization, you know, a lot of guys come in with with pretty even opponent records, you know, but all of his opponents are like 18 and one, 20 and one. I mean, you know, that's, that's good wins to, to rack up. We'll see if we can't get Nate to train on here next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thank you to my co-host, Justin Watson, our guest, Greg Hopkins, for joining us. We'll talk to you all next week. Hopefully you guys have a very Merry Christmas. We'll see you all next week on the Valor Hour. We're out. This is a Jim Fannin Show Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Even though it's the most positive time of year for so many, it's also a negative time of year for a lot of people because your loved ones are no longer here. Your best friend had passed away. Uh, You've lost a parent maybe five years ago, but every holiday, the loss of them and what you had and uh, maybe even you have guilt People can really get depressed during this time of year. So if you have people around you and you know that uh, they have had trauma, they've had tragedy in their life uh, with the passing of a loved one or, or a best friend, not everybody's going to be in a festive mood and not everybody you see is going to be happy. Do your best not to judge people. If they're not just ho, 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 happy. The Jim Fannin Show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.